Players Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, it's the building years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. This is Justin Alexio. My voice is still messed up. And you're asking, wasn't it messed up last week? Yes, it was. <laughs> That's okay. We're pushing through. Um, is it still messed up or is it messed up again? <laughs> um, messed up again. I, uh, you know, I don't treat my voice. It's my instrument and I don't clean my instrument. And you, you guys are probably wondering who was that other voice yeah, that we I just, just heard? jumped in out of nowhere. <laughs> That's we a usually, first on this podcast. We usually introduce the guests. It is. We <laughs> usually introduce them. Hold on, I'll leave the room and come back. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a good sign that this podcast is going to be different from all the other ones. Uh, I want to introduce uh, uh, our guest today. Uh, he. Uh, all-around great guy, comedian, writer, um, actor. Um, friend. Friend. One of my best friends out here. One of the first guys who uh, I actually met in L.A., period. Uh, please welcome to the show, Patrick Casey. Pat Casey. Hi, everybody. You've already talked, so they, they know what you sound <laughs> That's like. That's me. It's Pat, guys. <laughs> the guy who doesn't respect protocol and jumps right in. Hey, that's okay. I, li- I like that we, we, we started immediately conversing as soon as the podcast started, so it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, uh, we Justin and I have actually been meaning to have you on for like months yeah, we're, we're like went like like we should have Pat soon. Like we were like looking like we made like a basically like a target list of like all the. You were at the top of the target list. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a huge poll that you were able to get me, guys. <laughs> I, I know. Um, Good for you. Well, <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> What's funny though is you probably have the most credits of one of like of the people that we've had on the show. You probably have some of the most credits. Yeah. Like until we get Justin Timberlake. You I don't know if one. you have looked at Pat's IMDb, but he's actually done a lot in the business. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, it, when you look at the list, it seems like a lot. I feel like in my regular life, it doesn't feel like a lot. Right, right. That's okay. Uh, but I mean... Pat, take your compliments. I mean, you're right. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Pat has, uh, has written multiple screenplays that have made to theater, uh, which he also acted in. He also played some different roles in it, and uh, I actually went with him to one of the uh, the movie premieres, uh, Transylvania. Yeah, which I was actually just thinking about, because that was at the uh, Egyptian, right? That was, that was a fun, dude. That was fun. fun. That's premiere. a great place to have a premiere. Dude, it was so, uh, dude, and what was funny is uh, whenever uh, Pat invited me to that, that was like within my first year in L.A., and I'm like, this is so, like it was so. <laughs> yeah, we like, had like a red carpet and photographers and yeah. all the good stuff, and then uh, you were my designated driver, which was <laughs> good. Cause, like, otherwise, I would have died that night. It was awesome. Like, like we were. Yeah, I, I was just well, like, my friend is a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever. Like I was like posting on Facebook, like calling like friends home, like yeah, you know, I just went to like a red carpet <laughs> movie premiere. Yeah, and then Transylvania was a record-setting flop. at the time we've since lost this record i forget to what but at the time it made of any movie that opened on at least a thousand screens nationwide it made the least money (laughs) ever oh man do you throw that do you like brag about that at parties i don't you well i'm bragging about it right now though (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's that's pretty awesome party now (laughs) uh 
also a couple other things that uh, that Pat has done that um, uh, I think actually a lot of people saw uh, these movies whenever they uh, hit TV or DVD or the are the uh, the dorm days movies. Yeah, uh, National yeah. a lot of people caught those on like Showtime. Yeah, at, at two a.m. Dude, that's whenever I saw it. And then like yeah. after I I we became friends and everything, uh, you're like, yeah, I've, you know, I wrote a couple movies. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're like, oh, here they are. Like he had a couple of the DVDs. I was like, dude. I've seen this movie and I enjoyed it. This is crazy. But yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I'm glad that uh some some people were able to enjoy them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that that was yeah, Dorm Days 1 was our uh I mean, I, I write with a writing partner, Josh Miller, so yeah. most, most of the time when I talk about stuff that I did, really it was things that we did. But yeah. he's not here in the room, so I'm going to use the word I. Right. <laughs> and but that was think- that was our first real script sale was National Lampoon's Dorm Days. Yeah. Which oh. was when we'd just been in L.A. for like six months or so. Well, that's actually what I, I wanted to uh, to talk to you about. Was will you tell the story the uh, uh, whenever you were working at the uh, the video rental store? Will you tell that? All right, all right. Because right, I, yeah. dude, I freaking it's so I I think it's really cool how everything worked out. Yeah, I got sick of telling this story for a while, but and I retired it for a while. But now it's been <laughs> enough time that I can oh, tell it unre- again. It's perfect for a podcast. <laughs> it yeah. is a good podcast. Unretire story. that bitch. All yeah. right, so yeah, when we first moved out here, we like kind of came out here. And you came from Minnesota. From Minnesota, we uh-huh. came together. Yeah, we we came out together, not knowing anyone. Okay. We rented an apartment in Sherman Oaks, and. Uh, yeah, we didn't know anyone in the business or anyone in L.A. generally. And uh, Josh got a job at a sandwich shop so he could get us free sandwiches. And I got a job at a video <laughs> store so I could get us free videos. <laughs> and that was that was all we really needed, man. You know, it was just sandwiches and watching movies and, and writing screenplays all the time. And uh, But I knew because I was in Sherman Oaks and there were lots of like special effects uh, houses and stuff up there. Sure. That, like People from the movie industry would come in and rent videos. <laughs> So I was like, I'm just going to try and chat people up and like make some connections just randomly over the counter here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one day a guy came in and he was renting, I'm saying he was renting like Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead and like 28 Days Later, maybe something, something where they were like three pretty seminal zombie All movies. All zombie movies, yeah. But where I was like, this guy's clearly doing research. Because, like, if he was just a zombie fan, he wouldn't be renting these movies together. Yeah, he would have already, already seen them, seen them all yeah, a thousand exactly. times. He'd be renting maybe one of those and then a couple of more obscure zombie movies, of yeah. which there are plenty. So I was like, yo, man, you making a zombie movie? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, oh, you should check out the website for my, my new movie. Gave me his card. It was Scott Hillenbrand, and the movie he gave me the card for was Pinata Survival Island. A movie about a group of teens who go to an island and find a pinata that comes to life and then starts bashing them open to look for candy, basically. All right. Which then Josh and I ended up making the behind the scenes featurette for that <laughs> DVD shortly thereafter. Anyway, so I was, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah, check out Pinata. You might have seen my last movie, King Cobra. And I was like, of course I saw King Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Morita was in that, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I saw it. Uh, and uh, so I was like, you know, I'm a screenwriter. And he's like, oh, you got any great scripts sitting around? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, and I unfortunately didn't have, it would make a better story if I'd actually had the script with me at the video store, but I didn't. <laughs> but he gave me his card. But you got his card, that, though. Yeah, and he said to like send over, he was like, send me your two best scripts. And wow. one of them was a zombie script, even, that we had ready to go. We had basically two scripts ready to go. I called Josh, who was at home. His, his sandwich store shift hadn't started yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, he said, he's, I met this producer. He wants to read our two best scripts. And he's thinking about making a zombie movie. And we were like, oh, we'd send him Janitors Don't Die, which was our, our, our zombie script about janitors who fight zombies. <laughs> I want to see that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We've... It's a great script. No one's ever going to make it. Probably. <laughs> it is a great script, though. It's really funny. It's a great read. Pro- probably better read than it will be a movie, ultimately. Short novel, maybe. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for the second script, I was like, he wants two scripts. And Josh was like, we don't have a second script to give him. I was like, yeah, we do. Like, what about the college sex farce? Remember that? College sex farce? We wrote it. And he's like, yeah, but we decided it was no good. and Stop showing it to people. <laughs> I was like, just send it along. It'll be fine. <laughs> but we, and there, there had just been an article in the paper about how Americans don't like farce. So I was like, change the title page. <laughs> Make it just a college sex comedy. Yeah. And then, and then hand it in. So Josh went over to their office and turned it in. And I think it was the, the next day they called us and they were like, we want to we wanna buy a college sex comedy. Whoa. And they already had had the money together. They were like, they're in, like looking, actively looking. They were in pre-production on another horror movie okay. that they had soured on for some reason, and they decided that they wanted to do this instead. So they already had the independent financing set up to do wow. like a one million dollar movie, and basically it went into production really fast. It was like two months later they were what? building sets and stuff, wow. and within like, oh my oh. god, oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> Justin just did the best pratfall, except the chair just broke. Oh, my goodness. That's a shame this is not some sort of video podcast. Oh, dude. Justin just ate it and kicked me on the way down. Ow. Where'd your microphone go? Dude, oh, yeah, Justin doesn't have a mic. Okay, we're looking for the mic. he swallowed his microphone on no, the way down. It, it probably it's shot out. Oh, dude. Here, hook it back up real quick. This is f- funny, but... I'm still, oh my God, oh, my ass you, you landed on your keys. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> this is the second chair that's broken this way. A fat guy at my porch mic, it like broke this chair. Was like, it the same style of chair? Same style of chair. The one that you're actually sitting in right now. Too. I'm be careful. Be careful. So I wouldn't lean back on it too much. Are you okay, Justin? Oh, man. I'm t- I think I got a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... That was. I'm sure you can. Hear I him. wish that you could have seen Pat's face whenever he goes, "Oh my!" Because <laughs> Justin, it was kind of a, a, a slower fall. It was a slower. It wasn't like he didn't hit the ground immediately, but. Oh man, that was crazy. Oh dude. All right, we're back on track here. Um. Yeah. So anyway, then somehow the movie wound up in production really fast. So two months so. later, they're building sets. Was how surreal was that? You guys are like you're in LA. You sell a script, and two months later, you're like, "Oh, it's already in pre- like pre- getting ready for pre-production." All this. It stuff. was extremely surreal for sure. Um, now, did you quit the video store yeah, job? Yeah, you got once? no. I did not. What? What I did is I just reduced. Well, like the manager <laughs> is a good friend of mine, CJ Johnson. I mean, she doesn't manage there anymore. Actually, now she's a TV personality. She's on Home and Gardens TV. <laughs> Uh, that video like a, store was turning out stars. Like a, everyone who worked at that video store had like postgraduate degrees and stuff. It was a weird video wow. store. I was like the one person there who didn't have at least a master's. Weird. <laughs> or there was one teenager. Me, me and the teenager were like the dumb ones. Uh, so you kept working at the video store. So yeah, store. I just called CJ and I was like, man, I sold a script. And she's like, are you going to quit? And I was like, no. How about, how about now I just work like two days a week? Wow. And she was like, that's cool. And I kept working there for like another like 
two years even maybe. Wow. So you just kind of like lived semi-frugally like with uh, whatever money you made on the script and then you Yeah, which was not much. We barely got paid on that. But it was kind of like they were like, we're offering you this crappy deal. We did get points though. Okay. So it was like not much money up front, but back end points. But some back end points that didn't end up amounting to that much either. But now, I mean, do you it was still okay. get like very small residual checks? Yeah, in yeah. The mail? I get I get like a check for like thirty or forty bucks once in a while. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, <laughs> Which yeah. anytime that some happens, gas? I'm like, hey, yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lunch today, food, gas. <laughs> but I mean, that was, that was part of the, their spiel when they were like, take this this crappy deal, and we didn't have any representation. Yeah. Um, but they were also like, look, you know, we know this isn't that much money, but we are just going to make this like right. 100% guaranteed. This is going to go into it's gonna happen soon. Yeah. So we we're like, all right. And then we had credits. Yeah, dude. Which is kind of sometimes the hardest hump to get over dude, to oh, get yeah. like a credit. And then people will listen when you call them. Like, yeah. And take you seriously enough to have a conversation with you at least. Yeah. So that lead to you getting an agent or whatever. Ultimately, like 10 years later, we just got an agent uh, this last week. Okay, oh, We've been operating without an agent this whole time. That, wow. Wow. Well, and now we've just, we're, or I guess we haven't actually signed, but we're signing. We've we've essentially signed with uh, APA. Dude, that's oh, huge. Congrats, dude, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's great. It's exciting. We've got our like that's kickoff so... meeting with them tomorrow morning. Wow. <laughs> dude, that's so cool. Oh. Um, after, yeah, operating. Well, so that, 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 that was not the last crappy deal we ever took. Right. <laughs> but, but you know what? That says a lot about you guys that you were able to like handle your own business and keep producing scripts and creating and getting these meetings without representation. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. Because later on, you ended up working with the Hillen Brands on other stuff. On yeah, we did a too. total of four movies with them, which was yeah. Dorm Days, Dorm Days 2, um, Game Box. I don't even quite remember what order they came in. I think maybe Game Box was in between the first two dorm days. Okay. Which is a little sci-fi movie that not many people have seen. You, but I, I haven't even seen it, which I'm surprised I, I think haven't. it's even it's on like Netflix and Hulu. Oh, I is think, it? Or I'll, I'll check it out then. Um, and it was very low budget. Are you in this one too? That's like a, the one I'm camera? not in. Oh, in Game Box. Dang uh, it. Because they shot it all so fast. Yeah. Like. It was like two weeks total, the schedule. Okay. Because um, part of it, it's about a guy who gets trapped inside an evil video game. Okay. And it was it was their idea, but I didn't think they understood video games very well. So we didn't <laughs> stick very close to what their original pitch was. Yeah, you're like, they won't know the difference. <laughs> well, I was just like, what? Like, their protagonist was like, like, in his 40s. I was like, we should, like, age this protagonist down to, like, being video game aged. And uh, I'd, I'd suggested, and that's the way it is in the movie, that he's like a video game tester at a video game development studio. Because uh-huh. I had a couple of friends who had that job, so I had all this inside info. And then I ended up actually ironically taking that same job myself I after remember that. that. Yeah. Um, but part of it was, yeah, so a lot of it was on a blue screen, and they like had computer-generated backgrounds whenever he was inside the video game land. Okay. So video game land looked like a video game. Um and it's, you know, real cheap and the effects are like, you know, a little cheesy. But actually, I feel like the story on that worked out really well. And I feel like actually doing like a thriller, like a sci-fi thriller, better suits the Hill and Brands as directors than comedy does necessarily. Sure. So naturally, we did three comedies with them and only one thriller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the final one we did with them was uh, Transylvania. 
Okay. The aforementioned mega flap. <laughs> <laughs> but that was... I actually enjoyed it, though. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It's not the worst movie ever, certainly. It's like a fun, like, campy college and it has movie. it has its fans. That's the thing. Is like... Yeah, after Dorm Days, like, we felt like no one liked Dorm Days. Me and Josh. So when we did Dorm Days 2, we were kind of like, no reason to stick to what Dorm Days 1 was all about. Because <laughs> no one liked it. We wrote Dorm Days 2 kind of in an opposite way, where Dorm Days 1 was all about everything tying together. And Dorm Days 2, we were like, let's just come up with some really, really funny scenes and then just string them together and call it a movie. Yeah. And then after that came out, then like I finally started getting fan feedback from Dorm Days 1. and be like, Dorm Days 1 was great. Dorm Days 2 ruined it. <laughs> but then Dorm Days 2 has its fans, too. I feel like they both have their fans, but they're not the same people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, when, where we were at the uh, the the movie premiere for uh, Transylvania, I loved it because, and this was even like so cool for me just to like be watching like in the wings. Like, there's multiple people who came up to Pat and like was wanting his autograph and stuff that were fans. Like from like, oh, you wrote that. Like they had just been following his work for years, and they're like, yeah, you wrote this. I'm a big fan. And Pat's like, oh, cool. What's your name? Like <laughs> he's just like you know signing. And I was like, I have the coolest. Big Brother forever. <laughs> this is amazing. Fans are a funny thing. It's not like I have a lot of fans, but I do have some fans, and I encounter them from time. I mean, you you guys probably have fans, right? Has has this happened to you guys now that you're? Uh, uh I get it more with uh with uh with stand up. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the podcast, we'll get like some emails every once in a while, and that kind of thing. But with stand up, uh, there's people who they want to take pictures, and uh, I've signed a couple autographs here and there after shows. But uh, most of the shows that I'm on, I'm hosting or like featuring, so I'm not. They're not there to see me. Yeah. And they are yeah. just like I'm just like a find on the show. They're like, I actually really liked you. I, <laughs> like, what do you? Where do you perform? You know what I mean? Yeah, I should get yeah. your autograph soon, though. <laughs> Yeah, okay. The autographs I sent always. So I can have it to sell on eBay after you become all huge. You won't return my phone calls anymore. Oh, because that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the returning the phone calls thing. But I mean, thank God that fans exist. Without fans, we'd yeah. all be out of business. No. You know? Isn't that what everyone's acceptance speech is always like? Totally. Without you guys, I'm nothing. Now, you also did uh, another a movie that actually went to that premiere, too. It was at the Downtown Independent Theater. Uh, was Shotgun Wedding. Yeah, Shotgun Wedding. That was just last uh, last year, basically, yeah. right? Or we shot it last it was October, like within... and it came out sometime in the spring of 2013. Yeah, it was like earlier in the year. Like early, was it? Was it early? This Wait, year? maybe was it on? Was C- it... it was on St. Patrick's Day. It was, was the premiere. It was. That's yeah. right, because I didn't get that drunk right beforehand. <laughs> yeah, saved it for later. <laughs> uh, now, who did you make that movie with? That was with uh, Fox Digital. Which is like now? Did that end up tying it? We'll we'll get to your your newest project in a second. But did that tie in at all? Completely unrelated. Okay, well, let's like hear. so. Fox Digital is like a small studio within a studio at Fox, but they're actually like kind of completely unaffiliated. Like okay. they're owned by Fox. Yeah, but they don't get to really use any Fox assets. They're on the Fox lot, but it's like they don't have access to like shoot on the lot ever. Okay, <laughs> their budgets are low. <laughs> And they're they're like creating stuff for the digital space supposedly, which gives them like a uh, gives them some leeway with the guilds to basically pay everyone really crappily. Oh, okay. That's how you make so movies it, really low budget. Is you you do it you do like, like the, the normal a normal stuff? budget, but you give everyone new media contracts and pay gotcha. everybody like a, a fifth of what they normally get wow. paid. Wow. Okay. Um, Interesting. So that was another one where we barely got paid. 
but it was the same thing where they're, but they're like, but we'll make it. And we were like, yeah, it'd yeah, been yeah. a while since we'd had a new feature credit. So we were like, yeah, let's, we, we got to get back in the game. Yeah. And that actually, that movie had a lot to do with us eventually getting representation. So I'm totally glad we did oh, it. Oh, cool. Plus it was fun to shoot. Like that was Yeah, a, it's shot very, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix right now, right? And Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it was for a while at least. Okay. I think it's still there. Uh, it's shot like very differently. It's kind of cool. Like it's very shot. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a, a found very interesting footage. Way. Yeah, comedy. Kind of comedy wedding comedy. It's just, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, and that was one where one of the producers, Steve Hine, it was actually his idea, and he came to us because um, my partner Josh Miller had worked with Fox Digital on a uh, on a web series previously. Okay. Uh, so he came to Josh really and was like, "I want to do. We should do like a found footage. Like there are all these." cameras at weddings we should do a found footage comedy about a wedding and josh was like yeah that sounds good but let me bring pat in on this and i was like oh yeah we could do a comedy about that and it could be like kind of like tony and tina's wedding or something yeah 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 but then it was like no no they, they want it to be really fucked up and have people die <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh yeah we can do that too uh, yeah, yeah. whatever you want make yeah, my we, movie yeah we know that um yeah and it was like he kept bringing up uh very bad things, which is a movie that I do not enjoy at all, and neither does Josh. But in the context of the meetings, we were like, "Oh yeah, we love that movie." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not that you know, very bad things. It's like, was that a Peter Berg movie? I don't even know. I think it was Peter Berg, and I've liked some of his movies, but that one I thought was so mean spirited. It's like they're like making fun of disabled kids and stuff. And I was just like, I'm just not all about that. <laughs> Shotgun Wedding, you know, is I guess some people might interpret it to be mean spirited as well because it does have a lot of death and murder. Basically, the premise is. Like, yeah, they, they just wanted a, a wedding comedy that was really fucked up. So I thought back to all the weddings I've attended in recent years, and I've been to two of them that had skeet shooting the night before weird and like at one of them especially we were like drinking and skeet shooting at like the groom's dinner wow um and while we, while i was shooting at those clay pigeons i was like man this is a terrible idea <laughs> think of how bad the wedding would be ruined if one of us accidentally shot each other right now so then that's what happens in shotgun wedding yeah. is they uh the groom they went skeet shooting the night before and then everyone else goes to bed and the groom and a couple of his friends keep drinking and they bust out the shotguns again and he accidentally <laughs> shoots the maid of honor in the face yeah uh, and then uh it's a funny they scene. decide to try and just like gloss this over and not tell <laughs> anyone about it until after the ceremony and things spiral out of control and that was directed by uh danny Rowe, who i'd never met before like a week before the shoot but he has worked a lot on like reality shows like you worked on big brother uh-huh and uh so he knew how to Make it, How to handle a shoot. Yeah. yeah, give it that look and to like shoot a lot of stuff really fast with multiple cameras. Yeah. So he really had the kind of technical expertise that we needed. I mean, Andy's a really funny guy. And he like really deferred to us a great deal actually on, on the set. Like he would come to us with questions and uh so we which was nice, like to be really included. Because the director doesn't really ever have to do that with right. the Right. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. But it really felt like a real collaboration. So have you been on set for all of the production of your movies? Yeah. Well yeah, mostly. Oh, but as I mentioned, Gamebox, it shot really fast, and I had the flu for like the whole show. Oh, I never no. even visited the set. I was like in bed the whole oh. time. 
because the shoot was so fast, I didn't have time to get better and then go visit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Shotgun Wedding, uh, Josh and I were in it as a couple of the groomsmen. Yeah, and then also, uh, isn't Sean Patton and is Kevin Christie in that? Yeah, Kevin Christie is the best man. Sean Patton is one of the uh, cameramen who are the cameramen are all uh, characters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It being a found footage movie. We had three cameramen characters, so we can like see them when they're shooting across at each other, and so the actors got to hand, actually handle the cameras some of the time. Wow, um, they were kind of tagging in and out with the with the actual cameraman. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, that was fun, and it was like because the whole cast, it was like the everyone, the the families of the groom and the and the bride, and then like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. We were pretty much there all day, every day, everyone together. It like felt like we were putting on a play or something, you know. It was fun being a part of an ensemble like that. Yeah, that seemed like a fun movie just to like because just because the cast was very big, it was like that looks like a fun movie to be on set. And for. the other best thing about it is that the house we shot it at was like a block away from my house where oh, I was living at the isn't time. The best? So I could get up and walk to work in the morning <laughs> to a movie shoot, which That's was fantastic, killer. especially when you have a really early call because it's like, oh, I got a 7 o'clock call. I'll just wake up at 6, 6.45, yep. roll out of bed, and walk up there and get my breakfast burrito. Oh, That's great. Yeah, that the, was great. The life. So all so basically all the stuff we're talking about it led to it basically led to uh, Pat's newest project, uh, which I'm dude I'm super proud of you and excited uh, for this. Uh, comes out the first uh, episode on November 23rd on uh, on Fox, correct? Yeah, November 23rd, uh, which is a Saturday night, and it'll be on. It's part of a block of animated programming between 11 p.m. and midnight Eastern. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 to 11 central and uh, Give a shout out to my old <laughs> central time homies. Yeah. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's talk about, it. it's called Golan the insatiable. Yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about that uh, a little bit because uh, this is kind of, I feel like this is a, uh, I mean, it's still comedic, but this is v- pretty different from, you know, the other stuff that you and Josh have, uh, have worked on together. Well, it's our first animated project. Yeah. Which I've always loved animation. I mean, Josh and I both grew up on the Simpsons as did, yeah, almost we, everyone yeah, really yeah, yeah. you know totally. uh i know none of us watch the simpsons anymore now they've been on for 25 seasons <laughs> but like the simpsons like seasons three through seven yeah were so hugely influential on me and i would watch them you know syndicated like every night at five o'clock or whatever after i got home from school oh yeah <laughs> good old days uh wait whatever so, so <laughs> I'm not sure what to say here. Ask me a question. So, so yeah, no. Uh, so the Simpsons were were influencing you basically. Uh, you you and Josh have never done an animated project before. Oh yeah, so. I'd always wanted to do animation, but everyone always kind of warned me that that's impossible to just break into it. Yeah. Like basically, you have to get a writer's assistant job on mm-hmm. an animated show. Sure. And then just kind of claw your way in from there. But I I'd never been a writer's assistant. I actually tried. I tried to get a writer's assistant job several times, but at a certain point, I kind of didn't do it right out of college. Then after that, like no one wanted some old ass dude as their (laughs) writer's assistant who already had like feature credits. They're like, this guy's going to be uppity. I feel like it played against me that I had credits. Yeah. So I was like, how am I going to get into television ever? And then like the animated feature world, like basically everyone always told us, you know, it's like you can't 
Yeah, it's a whole nother. You can't write an animated feature spec because there are so few animated features made. And yeah. most of the studios like Pixar won't read anything from outside of Pixar. They generate all their own ideas. Wow. You know, it's like DreamWorks will either buy books or it'll come from within their existing brain trust. Because everyone wants to have the idea that's the movie. So of it's course. like they don't want to buy somebody else's idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that now we've, uh, we're doing this show is kind of a miracle. It stemmed from the fact that uh, Golan the Insatiable was uh, Josh created him created him as a uh, basically a series of kind of short stories, kind of comics on the website somethingawful.com. Okay. I don't know. If, did you guys ever even see those stories? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's funny. It's not like it wasn't even popular, <laughs> 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 but they're good. Um, and which was it was in the format of a series of letters to the editor of like a local small town newspaper from this monster who <laughs> was the God Lord of another dimension, basically like the dimension that Conan the barbarian lives in. Okay. Uh, who has been some, he woke up one day and now he was in this small town in Minnesota and he doesn't know how he got here. So he just moved into a house and he's confused by our modern day society. And he writes letters to the editor, basically complaining about his neighbors who don't like him. Mrs. Budnick, <laughs> his old lady nemesis. Uh, and there wasn't much of a story to it. It was just the character and like sure. his uh, lot of rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he refers to himself as the uh, Golan the Insatiable, God Lord Terrible of Gacruel, Crusher of Wills, Raper of All. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as it turns out, we can't say that on television. <laughs> Raper of all. Yeah, we had to get rid of. Uh, we can never call him Raper of all. It kind of came down for a while. We thought maybe we could sneak one in every once in a while, and they were like, "Nope, never. <laughs> you right. never call him Raper of all on television." <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was never really going to rape anyone on the show. <laughs> right. He's right. just going to talk about raping. Yeah, people. but now he doesn't really talk about raping people either. Right. But uh, <laughs> also what's cool about this project is uh, you've got some great talent that is like voicing like the part of the cast, like Maria Bamford. Yeah, Maria Bamford, uh, who's really great and is from Minnesota. That's awesome. She's from Duluth. Uh, and Golan's best friend on the show is Dylan, who's a little girl with a bad attitude. And really, they're kind of a duo. Like it's it's kind of gives it kind of a Calvin and Hobbes ish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's voiced by Mary Mack, who's a stand up comedian who's also from Minnesota. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, which was kind of just coincidence that we wound up with these two. All these Minnesota peeps and, working. You know, together we're from Minnesota, yeah. and so once we kind of pointed out to Nick Weidenfeld, who's the executive producer, and he runs ADHD, which is the name of the programming block on Fox Saturday nights, uh, and he used to run Adult Swim. But for a while, we were kind of like, never quite say where they were. But then once we pointed out to him that almost the whole cast is all from Minnesota, he was like, I think that's great. Let's make it, let's say it's from Minnesota. You got to play that up. Yeah. Play up the Minnesotaness. So we were like, all right, that sounds great. Um, yeah, I'm sure that, that that actually will help you guys with press and stuff later on. Like, yeah, we're doing this, you know what I mean? Like for uh, the way they, they push it or whatever. Well, and I like, to the specificity of it. Um, cause it does give us some extra direction, you yeah. know, like when we're coming up with new episode ideas, I'm like, what is, what is there funny about, you know, small town yeah. Minnesota that we can do? Yeah. Like, I really yeah. want to do an episode about the Minnesota state high school hockey tournament, okay. which is like a huge deal in Minnesota. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it apparently it gets the best TV ratings of any high school sport in the in the nation. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> like society shuts down for uh, for that week. And uh, I think that's funny. I, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do with it, but I feel like it's such a great thing about Minnesota yeah. to highlight. <laughs> maybe Golan will become a super fan, or maybe he'll join the hockey team. Who knows? Who knows what that crazy guy will get up to? But you heard it here first on the building. You're, you're getting an in, yeah, an in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> this is how art is made, you guys. Um, but yeah, so ADHD, when they were starting, they were like looking for programs, and uh, thanks to some shenanigans thanks really to dan Balgoyan, who's a producer over at uh, depth of field mm-hmm. who knew they were looking for shows he kind of got got josh in to talk to weidenfeld and the fact that we had art already from these web features i think did a lot to Helped. to convince them that like oh yeah i can i can envision this since yeah I'm looking at it yeah <laughs> exactly. that's a pro tip actually to everyone if you have if you're pitching a movie or series idea if you have a bit of art to show even if it's not yeah. even if it's just something you pulled off the web that just kind of looks like what you want it to look like it'll it helps people do envision man it's yeah. like it, people, having a piece of art helps your pitch people in production casting whatever they want you to show like they don't want to have to imagine they want to see it you know what i mean yeah yeah um so then we've got we got a six episode order uh which is uh now we've done all six one of them is done being animated and i just showed it to you guys yeah we got the sneak peek sneak uh, peek i'm not gonna give any spoilers but uh dude justin and i Really liked it was it. really funny. Yeah, we ended up with like a really great art style. Uh, ben Jones is our artistic director. He did a really fantastic job. It kind of he wanted it to look like a like a children's picture book come to yeah. life, which I think he really achieved really well. Well, well the, dude, it's funny because I was like, dude, it looks like where the wild things are, and and Pat said that's exactly what this guy was going for. So yeah. it was like, uh, yeah. So we've it, got like very detailed backgrounds, much more detailed yeah. backgrounds than most animated series will yeah. have. Yeah, I feel like that's such a big thing because when I see something that's animated differently, I'll be like, I want to check this out. And then the fact that it's funny. It yeah, it doesn't look like anything else. It's on got TV. its own very distinct look, which I think is going to help it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now we're just, uh, it's going to air the first episode, November 23rd, and then the rest of the first season isn't going to air until January. And hopefully there'll be a positive reaction to our sneak preview on November 23rd, and they'll order some more episodes, and we can get immediately to work on them. That'd be great. As it is, we're basically done. I'm just hanging out, seeing how people are going to like it. We're just hanging out. They're still being animated, and all the animation is done here here in the USA as well, uh, here in, in Hollywood. Uh, ADHD has their own animation house, uh, basically, and it's mostly like young animators. But we're all in the same building together, uh, in the same sweatshop. Yeah, uh, you know, manufacturing cartoons. <laughs> so I love actually walking up to the animation room and just kind of wa- wandering around and looking at everyone drawing Golan on their That's big tablet kind computers. Of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm a part of this. This is so cool. Um, yeah, and Josh and I wrote all the scripts, uh, and the. And Josh actually plays the voice. We and Josh that. plays he Golan. He plays the voice of Golan, which is it's awesome how that worked out too, man. He also plays the mayor. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm I'm on one episode as a couple Heck of voices. Yeah. Heck yeah. I play I play one of Golan's many victims, and I also play uh, the bartender. So hopefully we'll be going back to the bar a lot more in future. I hope seasons. so too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, we have to wrap up pretty soon here. Uh, but uh, here's a chance to um, to plug anything, uh, websites. Uh, Pat's al- also um, uh, a published uh, author, um, and um, he has books online and stuff that, that you can, can purchase. So you can plug literally whatever you want yeah, here. Pat, this oh. the gamut. All right. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, we got this book. Josh and I wrote this book, The World According to Infographics, Yeah. that you can get uh, you know, on Amazon or where have you. UlyssesPress.com is probably their website. They published it. We've got a new book coming out with those guys, too, but that's not going to be out until the spring. So it's probably a little too early for the plug. Okay, that's all right. I don't even know what the title's going to be, so you know, forget <laughs> I mentioned it. That's all right. I've got that's an right. e-book out there, too, called uh, Mason Queensberry in the Parlor of the Occult, which is a... Uh, Period piece, horror adventure, <laughs> guest starring Harry Houdini, Aleister Crowley, and wait, who else is in it? You know what? Other historical characters. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Make us want and, more. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mostly watch Golan. That's the important part. Yeah. Watch Golan, everyone. Well, oh, and after it airs, it'll be on foxadhd.com, I okay. think, to view wherever you want. On your tablets. You can make GIFs. They got a GIF maker built into the website, that's, that's which dope. is fun. We are in the yeah. future, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, all the movies that we mentioned, are, are, are they're almost all on Netflix. Uh, so check out Pat's. Uh, if, if you forgot some of them, check out his IMDb. You can check out uh, uh, a bunch of those movies are on Netflix or, or Hulu, other places online. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, I um, I'm very glad that we uh, we finally got to have you on the show. Uh, Pat and I used to every Saturday night he would have me over to his house and we would eat dinner and watch Saturday Night Live like for years. So, uh, it, dude, you were like one of the first people who. Took me in as a friend and like just, dude, I'm, I'm like just, a papa bear. And you were the first friend I ever had that I liked. <laughs> no, I kid. But you, actually, Jeremiah, I got to give it up to you, though, because you're the one. I never did stand up before you talked me into it. Yeah. Uh, Jer- Jeremiah is 100 percent responsible for my stand up career. Yeah. Such w- w- whatever that counts for. My well, stand up career. Well, well, well <laughs> Pat has done. I think you still hold. I, I think you still have, to my knowledge, I think you, or maybe one other person, but I think that you have have done the improvised stand-up show more than any other comic uh, on the show. That's so, exciting. Yeah. So, it's a great I mean, show. I love doing it. I will have you back soon, as always. And speaking of that, Justin will get you back in there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Justin, you actually gave me my longest set ever at the yeah. time. I, I did a show that uh, you were organizing. I killed me, it. You, you were like... You're going to do 10 minutes. So I was like, okay. And I kind of organized. I made a little list. I had my 10 minutes set ready to go. And then right before the show, I think you were like, I'm going to do a really short set. So you should do 20. <laughs> wow. Was, you know, and I was like, 20? Oh, my God. Uh, which is the longest set I'd ever done. That's awesome. But then I did it, and it was fun. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, you're a great friend. I love you, buddy. And just uh, wish continued success to you. Uh, and I, and I to the both of you, I'm fans, fans of both of you guys, fans of the podcast. There you go. Look at us. We're all friends here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get rich and famous together. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, guys. That was our buddy Patrick Casey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We certainly did. Justin, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, yeah, my voice is all better now, guys, because I know this podcast voice is all scratchy. Uh, <laughs> just a cupcake. Theater nine thir- or not nine o'clock. Sorry, uh, Fusion Justin Alexio on Twitter. 
Uh, I think that's it for this week. Yep. Uh, check me out on Twitter. I have a new sketch out, as always, uh, every Monday. Uh, JeremiahWatkins.tv. And uh, be sure to check out Golan the Insatiable, guys. Uh, support oh, our yes. friend Pat. It's funny. We got a well, Yeah, we got peek. an exclusive sneak peek at uh, the first episode. And uh, I'm very excited and happy for him. And uh, I wish him only success. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. <sighs> I've zipped my penis in my zipper four different times in my life. It happens once every two years. True story. <laughs>